We still gotta change that music. We gotta change, change that music. Big day. Big, big day. The sun has returned. It's a day of triumphant returns. We have the sun has returned to the sky. We've got uh, the Liberty Gypsy is back and badder than ever. I know you're a huge fan of the, the, the time shift. You're just loving it. You're on cloud nine over this, aren't you? I hate it. <laughs> but you'll be so happy. You'll be so happy tomorrow when you're driving around and it's like six o'clock and the sun's still shining. And you'll be thinking about the beach and all the cool stuff that you're going to be doing this summer. Come on now. Come on. Nope, nope. I just wish we would stop the whole process altogether, pick a time and just that's it. That's it. Well, this is the no time more I'm gaining picking. an hour, no more losing an hour, no more. No, the We're state done. of Florida right now, the state of Florida is suing to do that very thing. They don't want to go back. Why do, I, they, this why is, do they have to sue? Arizona doesn't they, do it. I think they have to. They're taking a vote or something. There's some kind of <sighs> demo, democracy uh, at work. I, I vote the whole nation just sticks here. Let's just, just stick stop. here with the long day. Stop. It's it's baloney. It's it's a it's a classic example of why we do this show, because it's the it's the government had a big idea. I know how it was. It was, it was 1930. So they all talk like this. I know what we'll do, fellas. We'll save money. We'll save money on energy. We'll convince everybody the sun went down an hour early and we'll call that fallback time. No, we'll work on the name. Uh, put together a panel, spend about a billion dollars. Then we'll all switch back. It's horse crap. It didn't work. It didn't save energy. It didn't conserve anything. It just irritates everybody twice a year. So let's just stick with this. Let's just stick with this. Good old Mr. Sun is shining. Let's go out and get a tan. No tan lines. Get freaky. Get weird. I want to see it all. <laughs> yep. I, I, well, the sun is not shining here. It's actually quite seasonably cold. And maybe that's why the whole time change doesn't have like back to later sun isn't exciting me because I can't see it. <laughs> you can't see it. I, think I can't they did it see early. it. I think they did it early this year. Yeah. To try to make me everything's happy. Realize. Early. Everything's early this year. Oh, Easter, just a quick well, update to see. Uh, just I just want to update people because I know they're worried. Uh, if my if my feud with one eight hundred flowers is still going on, yes, it is. I haven't forgotten one eight hundred flowers. They those those bastards just sent me another email. How is your experience? You ruined it. You ruined it. And I'm still mad. Did you ever get any? Recompense or anything? No, I got no recompense. Uh, I they, got screwed is what I got. They I got didn't screwed. refund your money? I believe they did. Okay. At least that's However, something. that doesn't – well, that's something, but that's, that, that's not flowers on Valentine's Day. I'm opening up no. a can of worms. I shouldn't have opened up the can of worms because there's so much news to talk about. There's so much news. So much. We got to jump in. I'm still – and I don't, here's the deal. Uh, the last two weeks were kind of a blur for me. So insanely busy. So insane. I try to protect our gentle listeners from that, from too much of the personal life. I'm, I'm opening up a little bit more about the personal life. Still got to be careful a little mm -hmm. bit. 
I don't want to get in trouble. However, um, a very busy week. I don't know if I, we talked about the Russian super missiles last week. I think Vladimir Putin is full of crap. He claims to have uh, some kind of missile that can dodge and weave. And it's like the Muhammad Ali of missiles uh, that can go around our system. They got another one that can be launched from a sub. I think it's baloney. I think he's a liar. I think he's a big fat liar. Boom. I said it. If something happens to me in the next two weeks, uh, look it up. It was murder. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's like uh, those two uh, Russian people in England. They just tried to whack those guys, gave them some kind of poison. Really? Yeah. They're in the hospital right now. Somebody tried to whack them. Wow. Served them some kind of – so anyway, I think – uh, I think Putin is exaggerating. And here's the other thing. And this goes great. This goes right with the North Korean thing. Here's the deal, you guys. I don't know if you've noticed uh, a, a pattern here with these these people. They go, uh, Vladimir Putin says, yes, yes, um, yes, Bill Clinton. Uh, yes, Barack Obama. We'll no longer do nukes. Forget that. We're getting rid of nukes. Peace. We love peace. Big hug. Big kiss on cheeks. Mm, yes, yes, that's nice. And you know what they're doing in private? They're building freaking nukes. They're building super nukes. All this, all these people. Trump shouldn't meet with uh, Kim Jong-un. Da-da-da-da-da. Listen, you can have all the talks you want, and you can say this, and you can sign the treaties. They still do the nukes. They still do it. Oh, this though, Iran. We've got a great deal with them. We can go in. I guarantee. Does anybody think they're not working on nukes? Does anybody think that? No. The only thing they thought was that they were going to uh, going to slow down the time frame in which they could develop them. But I don't even believe they're doing that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just going to be one day they'll launch and they'll go, we are here, we are here, we are here. So it's the same thing with North Korea. I, I, at first blush, at first blush, uh, when it was first announced, I'm like, ooh, don't go. Don't even go. And then uh, I've had some time to think about it. And I love that Trump is going. I love that he's going just with with maximum swagger. Go with maximum swagger. And that's why this dude wants to sit down at the table with him because Trump ain't playing. Trump ain't playing, yo. Fire and fury. Well, and I kind of think, too, I, I think China's involved a little bit there. And, and I, I'm looking at a bigger picture and, and maybe I'm crazy and, you know, I'll take off the tinfoil hat when it's all over. Um, but, you know, this whole rattling of the cages at China, who really sends us zero steel um, <laughs> when you take a look at the numbers, uh, I think is a way to push China into dealing with North Korea kind of as their bigger country sponsor, right, um, by threatening them economically as opposed to some other way. So I, I think a lot of this rhetoric is all tied in together. Um, it has both to do with the economy and national security, but I could be wrong because there's people that are smarter than me and they don't say that. So, Well, everybody is entitled to their opinion on this one because no one really knows what's going on except mm -hmm. for Kim Jong-un and, and hopefully uh, Donald Trump and someone over there. It's – listen, no president has talked smack back. No one has put <clears throat> the, the, the smack down. On this guy. And when Trump is like, dude, we'll do it. Don't even think we won't do it. And then China's like, well, guys, everyone to neutral corner. Be cool. OK, 
If uh, North Korea, if you go first, we're against you. America, if you go first, we're against you. It, it's it's real now. You got to ratchet it up. You got to ratchet it up. And that's what old Donald Trump did. And I'm all for it. Listen, the North Korean people are starving. When you get that guy crossing the border getting shot up 52 times and he's all infected with uh, bacteria and Maggots. parasites. Yeah. Like he's just all just that's the army. That's the army. When you're a dictator, you know who you take care of uh, first? Uh, yourself and your family. You know who you take care of second? Your army. Mm-hmm. The people who, who you – so if that's how good the army's doing, Kim Jong – yes, Kim Jong-un, he wants to get a picture with him and the president and go, look, everybody, I'm important. Look how important – yes, that's true. That's very true. However, uh, lay down the smackdown. You, you got to watch it. You got to watch it because we will come in precision strikes – Boom, ba-boom, boom, boom. I, I still say that. my original idea was the best idea. Which was? Wait for the next parade and just blow it up. They're all there. <laughs> you get rid of a bunch of stuff. Yeah, That's I mean, sure. not a nuclear bomb, just just the mother of all bombs again. A nice one-mile hole, nice one hole where the parade used to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's how they got... Um, uh, Sadat back in the seventies. Is it? I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was being so original. No, I mean, they didn't, (laughs) they didn't bomb it, but they assassinated him as he was, as he was there watching the parade. I guess we're going to have a parade. I guess Trump's military parade thing got the AOK, but they're not, they're not going to have tanks. And that, that kind of bummed me out. Yeah. Well, the thing that bummed and freaked me out was was Kim Jong-un's sister. Oh, that that has been the most fun, not the most fun thing, but a very, very fun thing to watch. How during the Olympics, they're like, ooh, isn't she awesome? She's outdoing him. Ooh, she gave him the side eye. Isn't she this and that? Oh, no, no. And then now, now all of a sudden that there's going to be talks, everybody's like, how can Trump be meeting with this brutal dictator? Hey, asswipe, wasn't he brutal two weeks ago? At the Olympics? Well, and she's the one in charge of his security services, the people that, like, annihilate his enemies. Okay. The people that, like, go out and kill kill his brother-in-law or whatever it was that happened. She's in charge of all that. And you know that chick knows kung fu. (laughs) You know that for a fact. She knows some crazy secret ancient art stuff. Like if she fought Mike Pence, she would whoop Mike Pence's butt. He'd like square up old school uh, Marcus of Queensbury and she'd just ping chow! be done <laughs> like a James Bond villain. And no, I mean, it, it, that whole thing was just so... It, she likes her brother. There are pictures of them laughing, smiling, and hugging. Talking about right after they killed their stepbrother. Exactly. I mean, whoa, I, the whole thing is just, oh, look at how awesome and wonderful. But no, you can't do this. And Obama yeah. didn't do that. And, you know, the Republicans didn't want him to. And it's like, yeah, because they knew he would just capitulate. And take a knee, all you uh, you, you uh, political pundits, you jackholes. I remember when I woke up one morning and Obama's like, hey, we've cleared it up with Cuba. We're back in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? I didn't know you could do crap like that. But evidently, yeah, they talk about like, oh, this is crazy. Trump just can't. Yeah, I I think he can. (laughs) Obama sat down like, hey, Castro's, uh, we're good. We're going to open it back up. How about that? 
It's yeah. wonderful. It only works it for one out. side of the spectrum. That was the other thing that came out. I saw running around early. The back channel. The back channel with Russia right before the inauguration. There is not an administration that has been incoming in my entire lifetime that was not reaching out to the representatives of other countries prior to taking the oath of office. It's called the transition of power. Period. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just so stupid. And I'm oh, just stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, you guys. God. Hey, so I wanna I wanna talk about this real quick. Uh yeah, North I, I could talk about North Korea for ages and, and how it's it's wonderful and it's good. And I don't think anything's gonna change, you guys. I'll go on the record of saying that right now. Uh, he's another dictator playing for time and he's going to go, look, I tried. Can't you ease the sanctions? I tried. No, we no, can't, we can't. And until you, uh, until you promise to get rid of your nukes. And then even then I don't believe you and you'll still get them anyway. So we need a, we need to move to the moon. We need to move to Mars. Yay. Yay. Elon Musk. Did, I, did you watch the rally last night? The Trump rally in Pennsylvania? I caught pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole thing though. Oh, classic Trump. Classic Trump. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. He's good for business. He's just good for business. I enjoyed it. Uh, he called Chuck Todd sleepy-eyed Chuck Todd. Uh, and then immediately Chuck Todd, in a, in a great uh, tweet, he's like, hey, you guys, uh, uh, we go back. Don't forget to move your clocks an hour ahead. You might, if, if you don't, uh, you might look sleepy-eyed in the morning. And I thought that was really funny. Good for Chuck Todd for Good doing for that. Good for Chuck. Instead so of like I, Jim Acosta and whining, 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 whining. Well, wait for it. Because I watched Meet the Press today and sleepy-eyed Chuck Todd was pissed. That dude was pissed. I'm like, oh, he handled this so well. That's exactly how you handle it. You you roll with the punch. Well, he had uh, he had Steve Munchkin on there. Uh, and he's like, this, this kind of attack on the press, is that it? Are we just going to demonize the press? Is this it? Is that the end of the First Amendment? And they're like, no, dude, you got bitch slapped. It's not <laughs> these, 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 this overreaction. And actually, uh, Bill Maher was talking about this again. And this is why the fake news thing plays so well, because it's true. He made listen, I don't like uh, cracks on people's physical appearances. I really right. don't. However, there's from a comedian's standpoint. When Trump is up there in Pennsylvania, he goes, oh, that Chuck Todd, that's sleepy eyed. He is sleepy eyed. He's one sleepy eyed son of a bitch. <laughs> it, was, it was just funny. It was just funny. So it's not a t an attack on the First Amendment. Uh, he's not circling the uh, NBC studios with armed guards telling you to pipe down and stop criticizing me. It's listen, it's a new He's fighting back. He's fighting back, and it's awesome. But this is why the, the fake news thing uh, works so well, because you these guys, they get their panties in a twist about this stuff, oh, yeah. and, they, and they behave like it's the end of the world, and they act like it's an attack on the First Amendment when it's not, and then nothing comes from it. So everybody just goes, eh, eh, fake news. Well, not only that, they insert themselves into the news cycle, which is never a good look. It's just not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's not. I don't care. I, I, I can't even begin to express to you how little I care about yes. your feelings. I really don't. <laughs> yes. I mean, sorry, Chuck. Sorry, Jim. 
I just don't care. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Chuck. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, yeah, your idea is to report the news, not yeah. make the story, not put yourself at the center of the story. You don't. You shouldn't have a political agenda. Bada bing, bada well, boom. And, and as I've said before, if Trump is a dictator, he's a really, really bad one. Yes. I mean, he gets like 97% negative coverage. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, come on. If, if he's a dictator and a true threat to the First Amendment, he's doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really jacked up. Hey, and, and speaking of uh, the First Amendment and freedom of the press and all this stuff, we're, we're playing it very safe. We're playing it very uh, – we're being very cautious when it comes to our social media everybody. However, it's, I just want to make sure that I said this on today's program. The, uh, it's almost like the YouTube channel is two weeks ahead of the curve. When like, uh, I did the stormy Daniels vlog a couple weeks ago. Okay. Did the president have sex with stormy Daniels? And that this story is one of the press is they're not letting it go. They keep bringing it up. They keep bringing it up. So you have to go back and, and look at the previous vlogs because I think I'm too far out uh, ahead of the curve. Like I, sh- I should have waited to do the Stormy Daniels one. And the, the, uh, the, the, the steel and aluminum uh, tariff, that whole thing, that, uh, that's another one where I think I might have been a week early on, on that one. Mm-hmm. However, they're doing great. I'm all for the uh, – hopefully, hopefully you've seen the video. Hopefully you've shared that with all your friends. That's fun. We just crossed a little threshold uh, on the YouTube channel. Just a little – another little nugget of success. I love – it's just a slow and steady wins the race. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. But the steel and aluminum tariffs, I'm, I'm all in for it. I am all in. If we can't produce steel and if we can't produce aluminum, we're done. We're done as a nation. If you're not making so- – I don't know how you build buildings without steel. I don't know how you build submarines without steel. I don't know how you build aircraft without aluminum. I just don't know how you do it, and I don't want to import it from anywhere because there's always the chance everybody will say no, and it would be stupid not to have it. There, do you know there's one company, one steel company in America that does the aluminum that we need for uh, – for a certain kind of uh, aircraft? No, I did not know that. Yes, one company uh, that does a certain kind of steel uh, that is used in a, uh, I forget the the class of submarine. That's it. If that company if that company goes out of business, we can't make that sub anymore. Or fix the terrifying? ones we have. Well, something's got to be done. Right. Something's got to be done. Uh, so I'm all for it. Boom, boom. There I said it. Boom. As long as the United Steelworkers stayed out, stay out of it, I'm fine with it. Hey, as long as there's – listen, and this is all I'm asking for is uh, I don't want I don't want the government to come in there and, and shore anything up. Nope. I don't want bailouts. I want competition. I want competition. Let's get a bunch of steel companies going. Union-free uh, mini mills. It'll be beautiful. Yes. <clears throat> and that's that's the other thing. I, and I, I might have said this. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, you guys. Uh, the last couple of weeks were kind of blurry. Uh, however, everybody's talking about the NRA. And I, I don't want to land on guns for too long. But do yourself a favor. Uh, and I should have these facts at my fingertips. I shouldn't ask you guys to Google anything. But whatever. It, it, the thought just occurred to me. I Googled it a couple of weeks ago. Look how much money the unions spend 
on politics. Everybody talks about, ooh, the NRA. You're afraid of the NRA because the NRA owns you, Mr. Man. The NRA, the amount of money the NRA spends on politics is so tiny when you compare it to the money spent by unions. And Planned Parenthood. Ugh. Planned Parenthood. That's the that's the funniest thing. It's funny to watch like the checkmate of it all. You've got these people like the number one killer of children is guns. It's the no, number it's one, not. two, and the three. It's this, that, and like okay, Planned Parenthood. I think is the number one killer of kids. Yeah. So then that's and then that's the checkmate on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I mean that that's the checkmate on Twitter. But actually, I thought there there was a, a member of the Virginia House of Delegates, Nick Freitas, I think is how you say his last name. Nick um, Freitas, and he's running against Scary Tim Kaine for the yeah. Senate seat in Virginia. So he, he's a Republican, a fairly liberty minded Republican. We like those liberty minded people. Um, and he actually had an excellent rebuttal on this whole gun control thing. I would strongly recommend. We can't play it here. But if you have a chance, go ahead and Google that up on YouTube and you're going to be like, that's exactly what I would say. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about the tyranny, the tyranny. Uh, OK, uh, just really quick. We're running out of time here in this opening segment. I'm trying. I'm really trying to stick the times that uh, that Martin. Uh, Shkreli, Shkreli, whatever the heck his last name was, uh, the, he, he was he raised the price of the AIDS medicine like uh, five thousand mm-hmm. percent in a total uh, douchey move. Uh, he's going to jail uh, for seven years for like defrauding investors, some kind of hedge fund, blah blah. I don't even know. I want to say this about that dude: he had one of the best uh, Twitter accounts ever. It was hilarious. I'm pretty sure he can still tweet from prison. No, he got banned. He got he got banned from Twitter when wow. he he put out he put out a bounty. What? <laughs> yeah, he put out a five thousand dollar bounty if anybody could get a lock of uh, Hillary Clinton's hair. Oh it was hilarious. God. And <clears throat> say what you will about him, but uh, Milo Yiannopoulos hilarious Twitter account. Hilarious. These dudes were so dry, so snarky. Uh, and I, I miss them. I miss them on, on the Twitter. It was, it was, I'm terrified. I'm terrified to tweet. I'm and and, uh, playing it super safe. I'm playing it super safe. I feel like, well, whatever, I'm not going to say it, uh, but it's bad. You, oh, I it's, literally, it's super bad. I think, I think like two to three times uh, before I put something on the Loftus Party Facebook page or the Loftus Party uh, Twitter account. So now we've met in person. Yes, we've talked quite a bit. Indeed. You know, my language is colorful. Indeed, as is mine. We clean uh-huh. it up so much for this little we show. We clean it up so much for this. And now my Twitter timeline is completely devoid of any colorful language. There was uh, a Politibunny yeah. just retweeted somebody, uh, and this girl made a very good point. She got suspended from Twitter uh, for, I think, a week. She's in Twitter jail for a week mm-hmm. because she was retweeting uh, the people who were attacking her. Right. 
she was quote tweeting them and and they're, they're like hey you can't spread this stuff around mm-hmm. it's we're living in dangerous times well, that, that, okay. that was andrew breitbart's key mechanism for showing the hatred that he got from the left was retweeting the hate that was that was his complete that was his strategy right and yes they don't want you to see how hateful the left is <laughs> so of course no. Just no, ridiculous. I mean, there's jerks on both sides. There's there's oh, the completely yeah. hateful people on the right. There's the completely hateful people on the left. Uh, there's a bunch of people like yourself and 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 me uh, that are I think we're normal, but we're not afraid uh, to to use foul language. How until now? <laughs> until, until now, now. Until this now. girl, this girl uh, in her tweet, she's like, you can't even tell anybody to eat a bag of dicks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, okay, so no. here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. We're not, we're not going to take a little break. Uh, we've got some interviews to play for you. We want more comedy, more comedy, more comedy, more fun. Uh, so, uh, oh, and then we'll come back. We'll come back with some pop culture stuff and a little bit more uh, political junk. And I want to tell you guys about some of the upcoming guests uh, that we're going to have on the show. But right now, and I thought this would be good. Uh, the, the timing of this is good. My buddy, Sam Simon. Uh, who passed away a while back, founder of The Simpsons. I had I worked with him for a while. Just a really funny dude and a great uh, American uh, entrepreneur. I, it, it, the guy built an empire and boxing. About, so I got an interview that I'd like to play. This is me and Sam Simon from a couple years ago. And then also, if you're a fan of uh, the airplane movies, and the the scream parodies you're familiar with the zucker brothers these guys they make comic they, they do these jokes that are just boom 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 one after the other i had a chance to sit down and talk to david zucker so i'm gonna let andrew our producer figure out the order in which he wants to play them but here is my interview with sam simon uh, co-creator of the simpsons and david zucker of airplane fame We've known each other for a while now. Yeah. You've been to my house. I have been to your house. You're a fascinating In show business, cat. people call each other friends and they're, well, frankly, they're actually enemies. <laughs> How did you get started in show business? I was a cartoonist all my life. I was a prodigy when I was a child. They used to put me on television when I was seven years old and six years old and they would read stories and I would draw them in real time on local television. I had a segment on a TV show called Panorama Pacific. Panorama Pacific? That was your favorite show. I used to love that show. (laughs) I wanted to be a syndicated cartoonist like Charles Schultz of Peanuts. Lou Scheimer, who owns Filmation Studios. I've heard of Filmation. The, man, the, the worst cartoon studio in the world. <laughs> he made me a storyboard artist. And that's where I learned how bad it was because then they made me a writer and I would listen to the stuff I was written. I, was, I had written being read by actors that were just sitting in a booth by themselves. Yeah. And years later on The Simpsons, uh, one of the uh, things that I thought was gonna be essential for the show is that people perform it as if it were a radio play. That's fantastic. So so I just wanna backtrack a little bit. So you're working for Filmation. Yeah. And you're thinking, I've made it now. At the time, I uh, liked a show called Taxi, and I wrote an episode of that show, and I mailed it in. 
and they actually bought it and made it into a episode of the show. Wow. So and who, they who put me you? on staff, and I was running the show uh, uh, one year later at the age of 25. So Taxi was a fantastic show. Yes. You're hanging out with all those cats. Right. It comes to an end. Right. What happens? What's your next move? I did a show for ABC called Shaping Up with Leslie Nielsen. It was like number two in the country when it was canceled. They just didn't <laughs> like it. But for me, it was only a minor disaster because I met my wife, Jennifer Tilly, on that show. Wow. And, I, and one of the shows I was working on was the Tracy Ullman show. And uh, they had this little segment before yeah. the commercials. Right. I don't know if you remember this. It was animated. I remember and this. And it had a little family that America just responded to. So you were part of the, like, it was what, you, uh, Matt Groening, and... and uh, Jim Brooks. Jim Brooks. Developed the show for television. So now you're doing The Simpsons. That had to be uh, incredibly exciting. It was incredible. It was like being in The Beatles. Is it fair to say, do you, do you feel you've, you've lived the American dream? Two years ago... I was um, given three months to live. I was diagnosed with cancer. I, don't, you know, I never thought I was going to die in three months. And I was right about that. And I said this was going to be an adventure. And I've been uh, right about that. You've made a fortune doing what you love to do. It's like I, there's things that I've been doing for uh, uh, long periods of my life that I'm interested in such as um, animal rights and, and uh, uh, the welfare of children all over the world and hunger in uh, uh, America, I am not interested in investing in your moisturizer line, which well, is, there goes is one my of the next things. five questions. <laughs> it's fantastic. People think it's like Shark Tank. <laughs> 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 These people are lined up outside my house. Like, so the money is kind of gone. You gave it all to PETA. No, 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 no. I put it in a trust that will be distributed in perpetuity to save the children and PETA and other organizations. Fantastic. Uh, go to theflipsideshow.com for more, for more of the interview with my good friend Sam Simon. And make sure you tweet him your screenplay ideas and your moisturizer uh, recipes. How did you get started in comedy? How did you get started? Oh, well, probably, uh, you know, disrupting high school classes. <laughs> and, and so I was just saying to somebody, that, you know, one, one day one of my teachers said, uh, Zucker, someday I'm going to be paying to see you, but for right now, shut up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so this is, a, we were always, I, maybe it was some innate desire to get attention. I didn't get enough yeah. attention at home. Well, you know how these. I think there's something really wrong yeah. with, with comedians. Like, I just yeah, there's I always stand something up wrong. and we're there's not, something yeah. like, why do I need the approval of yeah, people I don't we, know? We can be disturbed, <laughs> but I, I've, you know, I've managed to lead, uh, you know, pretty decent life, you know, despite all that. Uh, <laughs> although not everybody <laughs> thinks so, but we, we, so we got, uh, started a theater after, uh, after we graduated from college wow. called Kentucky Fried Theater. And then we, we we ran a show in, and we, we ran a show for a year, yeah. and then we moved out to L.A. Now, here's the weird thing. Yeah. When I started, I had one night uh, of stand-up when I very first started. It went really, really uh, poorly, yeah. but I improvised some stuff that went well. Someone in the audience asked me to join uh, 
a comedy group, an improv comedy group, right. and it was uh, part, I think, a gentleman by the name of Dick Chudnow. Dick Chudnow? Yes, from this the Wayback Machine. Yes, this, he was in our original Kentucky Fried Theater Yeah, group. There were four of us. Jim Abrams, my brother Jerry, mm -hmm. me, and Dick Chudnow. And Dick was by far the best performer, <laughs> improver, the whole thing. He's yeah. very talented. He, yeah, funny and funniest guy in our high school, too. Yeah. yeah it's like there's, but he yeah. bailed. Like, you guys were doing the show? He bailed, yes. He, he married this woman who wanted to be in the show, and we didn't want her to be in the show. <laughs> he married Yoko. He married Yoko, that's right. This is what he had. And, and it was You're like the, the Paul, by the way. Was, You're Paul McCartney. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, because uh, I'm alive. Yeah. Uh, but but the, you know, the, it, it was the, the theater. We ran it for six years. You know, we did a show in L.A. Yeah. called My Nose, just so because we, it was hard to get an audience when we first started. Yeah. And so uh, just so our L.A. Times weekly listing in the calendar said. Uh, my nose runs continuously. <laughs> and it's, you know, like stupid stuff like that. And we see, I love that. Yeah, the audiences at the beginning were so small when we lived above the theater. We yeah. just, this was not. We didn't sail this in with great. a lot of you're, money. You're a bohemian dude. Yeah, there should be a, something about this uh, movie or something. But but we we took the entire audience on a tour of our apartments above the theater, <laughs> like because it was it was it's embarrassing to uh, perform in front of like sixteen people. Yeah. Guess, now know. now I got I got to get you to tell you this, yeah. this story. Uh, on tape, because one of the stations, we're on uh, many, many stations across uh, the mm -hmm. country, we're, we're on a couple cable outlets. One of the stations we're on here in LA, KDOC, which right. I think has a special place in your heart? There is, yeah, so when it says KDOC, I think about my wife, because that's how I met my wife. I was happy to be watching TV one night and channel surfing, and yeah. there she was on a show called The Love Channel. This was <laughs> back in... 1994. 94, the yeah. love. Channel. The love channel with uh, poor man, and, yeah, uh, whose name was Jim Trenton. So, I thought, well, and, and he did it with the, with this very attractive uh, doctor. Yeah, uh, and and so I was intrigued, and I called called him up and said, uh, I'm David Zucker. I, you know, I said, he knew who I was. I mm -hmm. said, I'm thinking of doing a uh, a movie about a call-in show <laughs> that was on cable access. <laughs> Which like probably said, was the truth in the moment. Yeah, right. It was like, you know, I tell the truth as much as Donald Trump does. You know, like, yeah, 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 Carly Fiorina, he was only talking about her persona, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I went down and I met her and, and you know, we were married in a, about a year later. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so what's up next for you? What, what do you got going well, on? Well, I'm writing a script, a movie script, uh, a spoof on film noir, which I'm a big fan of. That's you know, great. All those movies from, these black and white movies from 1946 to yeah. 55, and we're going to do it, period, and the whole thing. And actually, it'll be cheaper because we can use some of the car chases from these old movies. Oh, that'll be wild. And, and use the old plates, the rear projection. And, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm real in, really interested in that. Yeah, that's, that's good and stuff. And I'm going to be pitching a television show to all the uh, cable networks. That's great. Yeah. You, there is no off switch, is there? There's no, yeah, as long as I have uh, house payments, you know, I have to keep <laughs> the driving, the driving right. force of comedy. Yeah, right, I got yes. a payment due. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody has, yeah.
I, I, but I tell you, I mean, but, so many yeah. classic moments and fantastic, and the film noir thing, that's that's very exciting. And I love using uh, the idea of using that old footage. Using the old footage. That'll be great. Yeah, can't wait. Dream on. I think right. that's how Dream on got Thank started. Thank you. Is this some, were you by. actually going to shake my hand? Or were I was going to shake your hand. I was gesturing. that would be really embarrassing if, <laughs> if I'm shaking his hand. Let's do it. All he meant to say was, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> we have 10 minutes more of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. There it is. I miss Sam Simon. I miss him terribly. Uh, I, I don't miss David as much. I'm not as close to David. <laughs> I wasn't as close to David. But watching television, watching television with Sam Simon was one of the all-time uh, treats. I would go over to his house to watch Game of Thrones. It would be uh, Sam Simon, Jennifer Tilly, and I. And it was just a laugh fest, just a laugh fest. The dude was insanely funny, incredibly talented. I miss you, Sam. He had a cool radio show. He was a big, uh, he was a big PETA guy. Uh, he was into that. And I tell you what, talk about some active folks, the the people in PETA. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm they, fine they, with them till they don't want me to eat burgers anymore. Yeah, like I'm all for yeah. the ethical treatment of animals. Yeah, you know? but I'm sorry, I'm still eating a hamburger. Well, you know what? This this is this is a great point, uh, Gypsy. That's that's a great point because here's the deal, and, and it's funny. And this is where I agree. Uh, this is where I agree with Sally Cohn as well. Our culture, like I I I could be more vicious uh, on the social media, and I could get a lot more clicks. I just don't want to do it. I, it's just it's just not my bag, you know. However, like PETA exists, but they never get attention until they do something radical, you know. Right. Like they, they they pour fake blood on somebody, and you're like, wow, what a what a douchebag maneuver. But then everybody talks about PETA, and it's the same thing with the far left and the far right. These these the more insane the uh, the headline is, the more people click on it. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where, oh, my gosh, that gets clicks. And oh, oh, and then it's and it's always baloney. It's always baloney. Well, no, I think a lot. I think PETA really does want you to stop eating meat. I mean, I think that's in their mission statement. And that's where they and I part. That's well, why I yeah. donate to the Humane Society instead. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> SPCA, my... they let me have a burger. <laughs> I, I'm all, I'm all for eating meat too. I, I got, I got no, however, uh, I'm done with the dolphin shows. What? I'm done with the dolphin shows. What dolphin like, shows? The, the whole sea world, the dolphins oh, living in okay, captivity, yep. all mm -hmm. that stuff. Let them go. Let them go. We don't, we don't need that anymore. They wouldn't survive. They've been they in wouldn't... captivity too long. They just need to well, stop. Let, they just need to stop catching ones new stay. ones. Yes, they yeah. got to stop catching new stop ones. Stop catching new ones. And I don't know what Japan does. I, I never. Sam always wanted me to watch that thing, The Cove. Uh, I've never watched, but it's just it just seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous. And the same thing uh, with the the people up in Canada clubbing the baby seals. Like, what are you what? doing? Yeah, the baby. I don't know if they they still do it anymore. Don't you remember those commercials? The guys walking around the ice with the clubs and the little baby seal looks up at him all cute and a wham. Are they eating? Like, what them? Are you, I don't know, but they say it's some like rite of passage. I, okay, that's I, a little that's a little crazy. It is a little cray cray. Okay, so I want to go through uh, the post. 
a little bit. This is what I did last week. Linda came on. My friend Linda, she's from Long Island. We go through the post. We read the New York Post, the paper, and um, and we comment on some stuff. We comment on some of the stories. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Oh, this is Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet from the Bill Cosby show. I don't know if you knew this, Gypsy, but she said Bill Cosby had a dark shadow energy. He had a shadow energy. You know what? I think she's married to Aquaman. Well, I tell you, Aquaman's a lucky son of a bitch if he's tagging that Lisa Bonet. She does it for me. Uh, but I want a shadow energy. That seems like it should be a Marvel su- a superhero. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Shadow energy. The shadow knows. Wasn't that a radio the, show back in the day? It was the shadow knows. And you know what he was doing? He was hypnotizing people. Was he? It, it was mass. It was mass hypnosis. Oh, Joy Behar. Oh God. She finally, she finally issued an apology. I'm, I'm letting yeah, Linda that's go. That's not even legit. You know what? And here's the other thing that everybody if needs to know. If you have to be forced to apologize, it just it means nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then the joke she did, just so everybody knows, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this as a comedian. Uh, okay, do you talk to Jesus? Does he talk back? That's one of the oldest jokes in all of stand-up dumb. Mm-hmm. That is the hackiest, one of the hackiest, and she did it. She should have apologized immediately. She should have apologized for doing such a tired-ass, uh, hacky response. He says he talks to Jesus. Does Jesus talk back? Yeah, creativity, zero. Zero, zero, zero. Zero points for creativity. Yeah, just apologize, woman. I'm sorry. It was an old bit. I shouldn't have done it. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my. Oh, President Obama's getting a show at Netflix. Uh, yeah. Woohoo. What's that going to be? Well, that's going to be uplifting. No, really, uplifting. it's not. Positive. No, I think we should film ourselves watching it. That would be hilarious. Doing like there, there's this guy um on Twitter. His name's Kalen, I think, and he does like he films himself doing live reactions to cooking shows, and they crack me up. I mean, these videos crack me. Um, up. Um, I'm just gonna say this for the people who listen to the show all the time. Yeah. The the you you've hit on something that's been in the works over here uh, at our at our East Coast headquarters for a very very long time. Really. Keep your keep your eye open for. Uh, there was just no way to do it in my current circumstance. Uh, we've been kind of treading water a little bit. I, I think I'm funny. I think I do a good job in my little uh, East Coast kitchen. However, given the right set of circumstances, for months now, it's been driving me crazy that I can't do commentary. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to okay. be a surprise. Okay, that's great. No, but anyway, I mean, like you know, filming yourself watching watching Morning Joe in the morning with like live reaction. Come on, that's that would be what great. I, that was hilarious. I want filming yourself and- watching the new Obama Netflix. I, I mean, oh. with appropriate commentary. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. It will be wonderful. Oh, my gosh. The post has let me down. The post has the let post me down. The post has nothing weird in it today, huh? It's got nothing weird. It's a bunch of sports stuff. Baseball's back. I'm not interested in baseball until after uh, after the All-Star game. That's when it gets interesting. So screw you, New York Post. They got a Martin. We've already covered Martin. Oh, 
A hippo? Come on now. A hippo is on the loose in southern Mexico and nobody knows how it got there. Someone had a hippo as a pet in Las Chopas and it got loose. So now they're looking. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd have to believe it escaped from somewhere. Didn't just appear. (laughs) Hopefully, well, hopefully the, the people of Las Chopas will find this hippo. The hippo will probably show up in Tijuana wearing a very, very loose fitting top. Oh, God. And making a lot of money. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what wow. I still, I still haven't seen Black Panther. I suck as a, uh, as a person. I'm telling you, beautiful movie. I loved it. I want to uh, – oh, my gosh. Yes, I, I want to see Black Panther. My, my plan is to see it next week. Uh, and, and, and then I'll tell you the underlying theme of the movie, and you'll laugh yourself sick. Okay. I've condensed it into a single sentence. But you can't say it now. I can't say it now or it'll ruin it for you. It won't ruin it for you because you've already read about it, I'm sure. But anyway. Um, Yeah, no, there's a a very simple explanation for the entire movie. And I think it's hysterical. (laughs) Okay. Darn it. Now we're teasing something. Yeah, I Uh, know. But I also saw the last Infinity War trailer last night, so I'm super excited. That just gets me more excited for that movie. Oh, that's good. I tell you what, and I'm and I'm they're dragging me back in. I keep falling into this voice. It's annoying. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop right now. The uh, the, the the Star Wars uh, Han Solo. That it looks good. It looks good. It just scares me. Well, it, it scares me too. However, oh my gosh. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to go Favreau. see it. John Favreau, this happened, you guys, uh, is taking over the Star Wars universe for television. What? He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Favreau, uh, Iron Man, The Jungle Book, all that stuff. He's going to do a, uh, a television show, a Star Wars television show, and I guess he's in charge of the TV universe. I'm telling you. Put him in charge of the whole universe. Just put him in charge of Star Wars. I would sleep easy if that were to happen. Really? Yeah, I would. I would. That star, that last Star Wars movie was 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 horrible. And here's what I know about here's what I know about uh, John Favreau. He played Happy in. Uh, he was the the, sh- the big chauffeur in uh, Iron Man. He loves Iron Man. He didn't invent Iron Man. He came in. Uh, as an objective third party, fell in love with Iron Man and did a phenomenal movie. Did a phenomenal. He didn't invent the Jungle Book. He didn't. There was another guy, Rudyard Kipling. Uh, John Favreau comes in and elevates the material and stays true to the source and does a wonderful job. I, I tell you what, John Favreau, I would I would sit down with him and George Lucas and hash this out, and you would have you'd really have something. Disney doesn't want to admit this last Star Wars uh, was bad. They don't want to admit it. You have to explain why the things happened the way they happened. It's bad. It's it's really bad. It's It's really bad. When you have to continually come out with uh, here. No, no. You misunderstood. Here's why it's good. Or you didn't like it because it's girl power. It was girl power. You're afraid of girl power. And that's oh, my gosh. And that's another one where I was ahead of the game. Go back and look at the vlog. Is it okay to be a dude? Because and and there's going to be more and more. Uh, I was way ahead of the game with that one. 
This whole girl power thing. I'm, I'm about done with that. Oh, I just, uh, the International Women's Day, I just, I put tweets out there just to make people mad. <laughs> just, I, hey. I'm sorry. I am a woman living in the United States of America. I am blessed. Women in the United States of America enjoy more freedom and more equality than any women ever in the history of the world. We should be far more concerned about the women in Iran who are ripping off their hijab and being killed for it. Oh, you have nothing to complain about. Stop your whining. Just stop. It's unbelievable. But like with dudes, uh, it's, it's bad. It's like now they're actively killing us. Like the suicide rate among uh, white dudes is is increasing. Mm-hmm. Our, our lifespan is getting shorter. We're not making as much testosterone. It's, what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The testosterone levels in dudes is dropping. Well, that's because it's, you're suppressing all your doodly urges. Well. Like the whole phrase toxic masculinity needs to be wiped from the face of the earth because there is plenty of construct constructive masculinity i like men who want to protect women and children that's a really good thing for a guy to want to do and if you raise your boys right that's what they do our biggest problem is a bunch of boys being raised with no dads yeah and then Mm -hmm. the government and then the government steps in and is the dad i forget who it was bad dad bad yeah they they uh wrote this op-ed about it and like yeeg that's it's a really really weird and I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but it's like, hey, uh, and listen, nothing against single moms. Hey, no, you're single not at mom, all. God bless you. That's a tough gig. But that's you can, really you can be gig. a single mom and still have a dad that's involved in your son's life. I mean, just because you're divorced doesn't mean the father can't be involved. True that. You now, know, uh, it's just before, it's yucky. It is yucky. Uh, before we go t- too much farther, there, I wanted to get to this. Uh, there's a dude you were talking about before the show, Austin Peters. Austin, Austin Peterson. Austin Peterson. Who is he? AP for Liv- Liberty on Twitter. He actually was a presidential candidate um, in the Libertarian primary, um, and he lost to Gary Johnson, a businessman, entrepreneurial. Like If you read his background, you'd like him. Um, okay. And – so now I think he's doing it the right way and he's running for Missouri Senate rather than going straight for the White House. Um, and Facebook banned his page for 30 days. Why? What did he do? I'm not. Ex- I, I would have to imagine he is very pro Second Amendment. So I, I would almost I would bet I don't know for sure that he uh, was probably doing some commentary on the kids from Parkland um, and it got him banned. Yikes. In the middle of a Senate campaign. <clears throat> It is, uh, and he's not like scary. Paul Nealon. He's not like Paul Nealon. Yeah, Paul Nealon, dude. I don't even. I don't, I don't know enough about him to even. Uh, <clears throat> get he into got it. he got booted off of Twitter altogether. Well, uh, here's the thing that I find interesting. Right now, uh, there's a, a couple people, I guess, suing Trump because he blocked them on Twitter. Oh my God! No. Uh, they're suing him and the, and the and the case is getting a little bit of attention they're going no it's a first amendment issue we should be able to so my thought is if if you're all about the first amendment and you're against someone blocking you you certainly have to be about uh, against anyone getting banned mhm you would say so yeah that's and that's 
and I, you guys, here, here we go. And I apologize, but and this I, is, this is the mindset uh, that I'm in. Uh, my, my grandmother was always very Irish and uh, plan, uh, hope for the best plan for the worst. Yep. Uh, we're uh, Twitter. That's going to sound horrible. I don't know how much longer uh, that's going to be a viable option. And not that we're hate speech. We're, we're it's comedy. It's jokes. It's all good natured and fun. We try to be uplifting and blah blah blah. However, you, you see these people just going away, and Facebook the same thing. And they they're dialing down <clears throat> these uh, political voices. Listen, if I put the name Trump in a YouTube video, it's instantly demonetized. Instantly. And then we have to go through a, a series of hoops and please, please, please. So it, it ain't freedom of speech. And that's why the loftestparty.com. That's why that. So uh, Google can make you stop existing. Twitter can make you stop existing. Face Facebook can make you stop existing. The loftestparty.com. I did stand up last Sunday at uh, governors and I didn't know it, but there was a big group of uh, Republicans out there. Mm -hmm. It was like some big Republican club. <laughs> and I said, I voted for Trump and you thought the walls were going to blow off. You thought the walls were going to just blow right off the building. It was great. This guy's like, Oh man, when are you coming back out? It's going to be a while, dude. Uh, however, keep spreading the word, keep spreading the word. You guys, Austin Peterson, a legit, a legit, legit running as a Republican. Yes. A legit Senate candidate. Woof. Yep. That is no good. Not and at Facebook all. Facebook just disappeared him. They just disappeared that dude. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. I'm going to see Black Panther. I'm going to watch. I don't Thor believe you. Again. No, I am. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch uh, Thor again tonight. Just for. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just for uh, Watch's Chick in the skin-tight outfit. Oh, my gosh. That is suitable for framing. I always forget her name. It, I feel horrible. See, for me, it's just Loki. Well, that's great. Hey, have you – here, so here this will get your motor running. Go to YouTube, and, and I guess he did a Hank Williams uh, movie. What? Many, many moons ago. Yeah. The actor who plays uh, Loki, your, your, your crush – there's a great clip of him, and I don't know if he's it's actually not. doing the vocals, but he plays Hank Williams, and he does, hey, hey, good looking, what you got cooking? He's a talented okay. dude. All I'm saying is this, it has, it, it's the character, it's not the way he looks. Oh, oh, okay. You see what, so, that, you see what that is? I mean, okay. it's, it's the character. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. This is common ground, because like, if he showed up, if he showed up, at your house, and there's no way you could get caught. There's no way you could get caught. He shows up at your house, and he is uh, behaving. He is Loki. Do you bang well, him or not? Here, here, here's, the, here's the thing. I'm an adult. I know Loki doesn't really exist. <laughs> so, well, listen. Yeah, I know. No, I know. That, I mean, I know certain women not, aren't police officers, but I've let them arrest me. It's not. It, yeah, it's just it's it's character crushes for me. That's what it is. You but okay? You can't get caught. You but he's can't not get caught. really that person. Oh my gosh! I feel bad for you. Yeah. If Kate, well, if Kate Blanchett showed up, 
and there's no way I can get caught. Kate Blanchett shows up dressed up as Galadriel, uh, Queen of the Elves. <laughs> I'm banging her, and I'm calling her the Queen of the Elves. I'm doing it. Well, that's so, just like, like, like you have a much more active imagination than I do. Oh my gosh, I'm a, that's a little that's a little sad because the whole the whole game is. Uh, you can't get caught. You're never going to get in trouble. You just just play along. Oh, you'd bang Loki. You'd do it. <laughs> you just don't want to go on the record. It, it's my you. whole. It's my whole ENTJ. So yeah. ENTJ. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. That's, That's a my, whole bunch my, of my, my like tested personality type. Apparently, only about two percent of the population is that type. Oh, so, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm like a unicorn. You're one of the chosen few. You're one of the chosen few. I'm a few. unicorn. I guarantee. I guarantee if I take that test right now, I guess I'm one too. Like, that's like the classic, if you can read this email, you're one of the. No, no, no. Fifth. It's actually it's actually like a really, really, really reliable and valid test. It's It's been used for sure. decades. It's, yeah. it's from the ENTJ uh, Institute. <laughs> Where they take all the vowels out of the word. They're like, if you can read this, you're part of the left brain. That's great. Okay. Hey, speaking of left brain, we'll wrap it up with this. I uh, recently I reached out to this uh, this young lady. We've talked about her before on the uh, on the podcast. She's got her uh, master master's degree uh, in like data engineering, data storage, blah 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 blah. She's in the adult film industry, and she also just started, I think, about two years ago, her own uh, virtual reality company. So she, to me, is all that in a bag of chips. Guess guess what show she's going to do an interview for? I guess yours. Yes, she's going to be a guest on the Loftus Party. We're we're in preliminary talks. Okay, we're in preliminary talks, but that's. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Oh, and everybody go to the Facebook page. Uh, and there's a friend of the show who just started her own, another great entrepreneurship story. Uh, she has her own, uh, garment bag, her own luggage, her luggage line. She's a great human being. Uh, her, her video where she explains how she got started and why and all that stuff. It's kind of catching on. It's getting a lot of hits. So I just put that on the Facebook page. Check that out. We dig us some capitalism. We dig us some entrepreneurs, whether it's the world of uh, virtual reality or garment bags or what have you. We want to talk to you. Hit us up on Facebook. I got all I got all up here. I got all uh, Barney Fife. Look at me. I got eyeballs like Adam Schiff. I'm shifty eyed. All right. That was a great show. Have fun, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Enjoy the sunshine. I never got to do my conservative talk host radio impression, but I'll be doing that next week. Next week, all conservative talk show hosts seem to have the same speech pattern and the same bilateral lisp. I'll be doing that next week on the show. 